You are listening to the podcast for Nerdy Christians, a show for progressive followers of Jesus who also happen to love Hogwarts, Hobbits, and knowing way too much about stuff that isn't real. This is Season 2, Episode 7, Trivia Challenge. I'm Carrie Combs, and I'm very happy to be sitting across the internet from Adam Thomas. Hey, Adam. Hi, Carrie. This is my 3,752nd Zoom meeting this week. I think I've got you beat by about four. I've had a lot of Zoom <laughs> meetings this week. Yeah, we're as we record this, we are two weeks into the COVID-19 closure and uh, no end in sight. And yet uh, our podcast of, of the last six to eight months has really uh, gotten me ready and prepared for uh, physical distancing because I'm used to talking to you like this. It's pretty Actually, easy. weird to see you in person. <laughs> And we know all the kinds of mic etiquette that I wish others would have on Zoom meetings, like muting yourself when you're not speaking and there's a dog clicking in the background and barking. Right, right. I do. I'm enjoying on on Facebook. Uh, Carrie is putting out a uh, picture of her dog Declan every day, sitting in his green chair, calling it yep. the daily Declan. Because he's always in that chair when I'm working, and I'm always in this office. And I also have a. We, my wife and I have had a chance to play a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons with Carrie and her husband Nick. And um, Nick is DMing, which is great because that means I get to play and I'm usually the DM. So it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we, um, I have a pet in the game and it's their dog, <laughs> uh, which makes me really happy. Which also made my character actually like the dog instead of just kind of thinking it's a nuisance. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of challenges we're facing right now, but I guess we're hoping in this trivia podcast to give a little diversion to, I certainly enjoyed writing questions for this and had way too much fun. I've never written trivia questions before, and who knows if I'm any good at it. I guess we'll find out as we go. So we're going to just, this is our this is our end of season relaxing episode. We're not talking about anything all that uh, important from a theological standpoint. We're just going to have fun, ask each other some trivia mm-hmm. questions, and you, uh, dear audience member, uh, can scream at your phone or your <laughs> podcast listening device. <laughs> Uh, as we either get it right or wrong, you know, answer yourselves as well, just like everybody does when they're watching Jeopardy. Oh yeah, and they try to get in before the the person buzzes. This might be this might be a relaxed episode, but I definitely may have. I think I did more research for this. That's funny. That's funny because I, <laughs> I basically went off the top of my head. So oh, if you no. researched, then uh oh, I did have to look up a few things. I had to look up a few things. I think I have a pretty hard Harry Potter question. It might, you might be like, oh, that was hard. You think that was hard? I can't wait. We'll we'll see. It's my number one just to get it out of the way. No, I want to work up to it. (laughs) Nope, going first. But uh, before we get to that, let's do, uh, we're still going to have our nerd and uh, and Bible quotes for today. So why don't you give us our uh, Bible quote today, Carrie? Our quotation from scripture is from the gospel of Mark. Then they sent to him some Pharisees and some Herodians to trap him in what he said. And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why are you putting me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me see it. And they brought one. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Jesus said to them, Give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. 
and they were utterly amazed at him. And our quote from Nerd Cannon is actually a quote from one of the chief nerds himself, Mark Hamill. And he says, I have failed Star Wars trivia tests. People come up to me at conventions and use terms that I've never heard of. Let's see. Should we flip a coin to see who goes first? I don't have a coin. Uh, let me see if I have a coin. You got any dice nearby? Uh, you know what? I'm in my office now because my house is overrun with five-year-olds. Yep. Uh, so I actually, all my dice are at home. You haven't acquired any more five-year-olds. It's just the two, right? Well, yeah, but two. But two makes two a can, herd. Two can overrun my house, no problem. Is there a collective noun for five-year-old twins that I should know about? Like a stampede um, or a... A, they are, gosh, what would, what, what would a, a herd of five-year-olds be called? I think a herd works really well. Um, no, no, I got it. An incessance of five-year-olds. No, they're great, but they just talk all the time. And it's wonderful. And it's just a little. And so your darling wife, Leah, is working with them right now in mommy school. So you can do the podcast. Yeah, so I'm doing the podcast and, and she has the incessance of five-year-olds. Uh, okay, here, here we go. I've got a button. Okay. One side is a magnet, and the other side says, why, yes, I do randomly use a British accent. I'll take so the magnet, because I do not magnet, randomly. I'll be randomly you British do accent. randomly okay, do okay, that. Here we go. Magnet. All right. Oh, so yeah. it's me. Yeah, so does that mean you ask or you answer? I'm going to ask first. This will be a slow pitch over home plate. I think that's the appropriate metaphor. Question one. You might know that J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis were friends in their lifetime and frequently met up at the Eagle and Child Pub in Oxford with other authors in a group called the Inklings. What character in Lord of the Rings is purported to be based on C.S. Lewis with his loud, booming voice? I thought this was going to be an easy one. I was like, no, he's definitely going to know this one. I don't know. Is it I don't Gandalf? know what people know. No. Is it, Gan- is, it, is it Gimli? Nope. I have no idea. Uh, wow, booming voice. I've never heard this before. I, I know the books. I don't know the lore surrounding Tolkien. Oh, okay. Shall I give you the answer? I have no idea. Treebeard. Oh, that's fun. No, isn't that a nice way to tree, honor your best friend? Tree I've made you a tree. C.S. Lewis? According to letters um, oh, that so nice. they later published. Treebeard, Treebeard. Okay, Treebeard. so what's, what's Treebeard's other name? Fangorn. Yeah. He also has another one that's way longer. Um, <laughs> well, but I can't, it's, it's yeah. not off the top of my head. I'm a hasty person, though. Yeah, yeah, you and Quickbeam. All right, so here's my one Harry Potter question. Oh, man. Which I think is hard, but you probably will get it right away. I don't know. All right, before Harry's third year, what is the exact name of the school Uncle Vernon has told Aunt Marge Harry goes to? St. Brutus's Center for Incurably Criminal Boys. You're so close. Oh, really? I said exact exact name because I knew you would get most of it. St. Brutus's Secure Center for Incurably Criminal Boys. Amazing. Wow. All right, we're 0 for 2 so far. All right, that's good. It's a good way to start (laughs) off with this. All right, your turn. Um, 
Ursula K. Le Guin's Wizard of Earthsea novels were beautifully adapted by Studio Ghibli into the film Tales from Earthsea. Name one other Studio Ghibli film based off of a novel. Hmm, that's a good question. I, nothing jumps to mind off the top of my head, but let me think for a second. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to guess Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, that is one of them by Diana Wynne-Jones. Okay. The I other don't know. One, Sorry, good. The other one, I didn't know this, is Kiki's Delivery is Service. It? That's interesting. Yeah. Something just, when I was thinking through the ones I'd seen, that one just sort of was like, I mm-hmm. think I've heard of this as another thing before. Okay. It's Yay, a great I got series of books. Yeah, good job. Yay, good question. And everyone should read uh, Diana Wynne-Jones. She's amazing. We haven't talked about her on the podcast yet, but she's one of my favorite act, uh, authors. All right. This question, uh, I like just because this scene cracks me up whenever I watch this movie. Okay. All right. In the first Frozen movie, what color does Anna say Hans's eyes are? Oh, no, I don't know. Um, I know she says his favorite food is sandwiches. Yeah, I can give you a quote. I can give you a hint if you need it. Yes, I would like a hint. It's not actually a color. Right. Oh, dreamy. That's it. Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) I love that. That exchange between her and Kristoff cracks me up every time I watch that movie. It's wonderful. Uh, Favorite food? Sandwiches. I call it dreamy. Uh, the only thing they talked about was yeah. how they finish each of their sandwiches. <laughs> this is best friend's name, probably John. <laughs> well, that's very appropriate because my next question is about Frozen, kind of. So, question three. I don't know if we're numbering them, but I'm going to. Sure. Actress Adina Menzel, the voice of Elsa in Frozen, also appears in what other Disney film? Ah, I know this. I know this. Um, she is, and I know it because she doesn't sing. And I, and I was watching the whole movie. Like, why isn't Adina Menzel singing? Yeah, what the she heck? Sing. It's enchanted. Yep. Very good. She I plays the, the girlfriend of, of yep. Dreamy. And she famously says in Frozen, you can't marry a man you just met. But that's exactly what she does. Nancy runs off with Prince Edward and oh, lives as with a James, cartoon. With James Marsden, right? Mm-hmm. Who, can sing, who can sing really well. I, I didn't realize he was a good singer, James Marsden. Awesome. Well done. Yeah. Yay. That was a good, great question. I like that one. Okay. Your questions are more thought more thoughtful than mine are. I put probably too much time into it. And I also don't, they're also maybe out of world and who knows. But I try to give you clues along the way. Okay. Ready? Sure. Question number three. In Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, on what planet does the infamous I have the high ground duel (laughs) take place between Obi-Wan and Anakin, who is actually now Darth Vader at this point? That is the planet, the lava planet of Mustafar. Hey, hey, good job. Well done. All right, so after a shaky start, we, we, we now each have two out of three correct. You are keeping score. Apparently, I am. <clears throat> All right. This one is another out-of-world one, but hopefully I give you enough clues. Question four. In 2006, Picard's flute from Star Trek The Next Generation went up for auction and sold for $48,000. In which episode did the flute appear? Well, it's in several episodes, but the one that he gets it in, and it's called a Resican flute, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> 
I know that now. Um, actually. <laughs> Please tell uh, me more about my favorite in, episode. It's in the best episode of the Star Trek The Next Generation. That is the inner light. Very good. Also realize that my answer got it wrong, wrote the guiding light. That's not correct, Carrie. Your own answer is well, That is consensus, one of the top probably five best episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, and it makes me cry yep. every time. The Resican flute appears again in the episode Lessons when uh, he is when Picard is trying to have a romantic relationship with the head of Stellar Cartography. Uh whose name is escaping me and then mm-hmm. she goes on this really dangerous mission and, and he basically orders her to die in the mission awkward um, and she doesn't but then they're like well we can't really have a relationship that's why keeping boundaries is really important all right so here's this one uh has a lot of <coughs> answers but i'm not going to time you because i think it's kind of hard okay okay name as this is my fourth question name as many disney characters as you can voiced by the actor alan tudyk the chicken from Moana. Whose name is? Hey, hey. Natalie. That's all I know. <laughs> that's actually. all. That's all you've got. Oh my gosh. Okay. I oh, think this that's is going to be know. so fun. Okay, so audience. I'll talk. I'm going to talk for a second while the audience shouts out answers into their smartphones. Uh, it says, Carrie, how <laughs> could you not know this? Uh, no, this is this is great because Alan Tudyk is sort of like the good luck charm of Disney animation. I've heard that, but I couldn't. He think has of anything a role to... in every Disney animated movie since I think Wreck It Ralph. Oh my gosh! Um, and he's also K two S O in Rogue One. Oh, I guess that's a Disney movie, which is you know it's, it's sort of tangential to. Yeah. I'm thinking Disney animation is really okay. what I'm talking All about right. here, but you could add Rogue, Rogue One in there as well. He also did the motion capture for K two S O. Um, okay, he is King Candy in Wreck-It Ralph. What? Yep. Oh my gosh. He is, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right because I haven't seen Big Hero 6. It, he's <gasps> uh, Alistair Cree or Cray. I'm not sure how he's to pronounce that He's in Big last. Hero 6? Yeah. Now you should watch that and then you okay. will cry. He's the Duke of Wesselton in Frozen. Oh, that's right, isn't he? Then he is Duke Weaselton in Zootopia. What? Then oh hey hey, gosh. then he's knows more in Ralph Breaks the Internet. And here's the kicker. He is Iago in the live action Aladdin. Oh my gosh. I he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's the good luck charm of Disney animation. Wow. And all those movies are fantastic. Thank you for that illumination. My gosh. He's also one of my favorite actors just because I, I love <laughs> Firefly so much. And yeah. he plays Hoban Washburn on Firefly. He's also uh, in, um, I'm not going to say who he is in Dollhouse, just in case people haven't seen it. I haven't seen um, it. Because it's, it's, a, it's, it's important that you don't know who he is in Dollhouse. Mm. Um, but he's amazing. Uh, he's only in Dollhouse for a couple episodes, but he's wonderful. And it's great. You should watch Dollhouse. It's on Hulu right now. Okay. Good. All right. Question five. What well-known British author, in addition to their unfortunate participation in the debacle that was the 2007 adaptation of Beowulf, wrote Carrie's favorite episode of Doctor Who entitled The Doctor's Wife? Oh, wow. What a great question. Had to throw a little jab in there. Uh, Okay. So I I don't know anything about the Beowulf thing. Good. Stay away. Um... And I have a hint if you need it. The Doctor's Wife, and I'm trying to remember which episode that is. I think it's a Matt Smith episode. Oh gosh, I should know this now. I'm suddenly panicking. 
I have a thought, but I'm not sure if he's British. Uh, give me the hint. It is a Matt Smith episode, but this author would work with David Tennant adapting a book that was co-written into an Amazon series. Yeah, okay, about it is who I thought it was. Okay, it's Neil Gaiman. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the the name that was in my mind, and it's uh, Good Omens is the other book you're talking <laughs> mm-hmm. about with Terry Pratchett. That book's amazing. I haven't it seen is a wonderful the uh, book. I haven't seen the Amazon special yet, but my sister's watched it like ten times. It's a great adaptation. I love most of the things he's written. Um, Stardust is one of my favorite fantasy books of all times. Um, and, and I loved the sort of energy he brought to that episode of Dr. Who. Nice. Which, well what done. is, what goes on in that episode? The TARDIS gets a body. Yes. And she's amazing oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. sassy and hilarious. And they're on that creepy planet with the, the family. Yeah, it was good. Gotcha. I, I keep, I'm pulling things that I think are funny, I think. Okay. All right. And I'm also pulling stuff from stuff that we've talked about a little bit in our podcast. All right. Number five. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where does Indy say Marcus Brody once got lost? Oh, gosh. In his own museum. Yes. Good. Good job. It's fresh in the old brain right now. Are you kidding me? He got lost in his own museum. I love that part. He's trying to talk about how how savvy he is. And then he's walking around that marketplace like, hello, (laughs) does anyone speak English? Does anyone speak English or ancient Greek? (laughs) One of those two very commonly (laughs) spoken languages. Uh, All right, your turn. I just did the, oh, that was, it was such a fast question. Yeah, sorry. My questions are quick. (laughs) No, all right. right. This is a a timed one. So we're going to have. Oh, okay. So I'm going to write down my answers. You're going to write them down. So people at home have 20 seconds to shout out, or I guess write down if you have hands free. You have 20 seconds to name as many phases one through three MCU films as you can go. time okay so now, now, now why don't you right. give me now why don't you give me 20 more seconds to say as many as i can because i wrote down a bunch but all right ready and go iron man one two and three captain america the first avenger captain america winter soldier captain america civil war thor thor the dark world and thor ragnarok the incredible hulk avengers avengers age of ultron avengers infinity war avengers endgame Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man. Time. How many did I get? I don't know. I wasn't counting because I was so <laughs> A lot. Way more than I thought. Of, okay, you know, so I got, I, got nine for, I got nine for Iron Man, Cap, oh and four, gosh. plus four Avengers. That's 13, plus Hulk is... Uh, is 14, Doctor Strange, 15, Spider-Man 1 and 2, 16, 17, Black Panther, 18. Did I say Captain Marvel? I think you got it in there and in 19, the end. Uh, and then I said Ant-Man is 20. So it's one 20 per out second. of like 23. That's amazing. Okay, so which ones did I miss? Let's see. Uh, uh, Ant-Man think, and the Wasp. And then... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I missed Guardians 1 and 2. Yeah. I think those are the other ones I missed. I think that's it. Holy crud. That was, I'm glad it... Oh my gosh. There's way oh, more this than is I fun, could ever come up because with. Because my next question is an MCU question. What MCU character has been played by three different actors, Gerard Sanders, John Slattery, and Dominic Cooper? 
I don't know any of those names. So a character that's been played by multiple actors. I'm guessing it's because they were aged, maybe, or it's some kind of like, oh no. Can I get a hint? This character appears in multiple movies, mm-hmm. um, including Captain America, the first Avenger. Is it somebody with like Hydra? Is it a character I would have ignored? No, oh no, no, no not at all. No, very okay. prominent, prominent secondary character. Um, Hank Stark. You're, well, even... you got the right person, but you got the fir- wrong person. I got the wrong name. name. What's his name? Howard Stark. Howard. All right. Oh, yes. did I? Okay. You, so yeah. I was going to say Tony Stark's father, but I tried to guess a name and that was wrong. So yeah. Hey, you got it. Yeah. Half Howard points. Stark. Half, half, half credit. Oh, that was exhausting. Yeah. So Dominic Cooper plays him huh. in a first Avenger when he's a young man mm-hmm. um, and also plays him in the, the TV show, Agent Carter. And then uh, John Slattery picks up the role when he actually has some stuff to do, like in Endgame and a few other places. And then Gerard Sanders plays Howard Stark in like the early movies when he's just like in the background of things or or like on a video screen, you know, chatting. Um, but John Slattery is the one that plays him the most. I say we're on question seven. Question seven for something completely different. This popular 90s boy band made a small cameo at the end of Attack of the Clones at the request of George Lucas's daughters before being told bye-bye-bye and being cut from the final film. I assume it's in sync because you made the bye-bye-bye reference. Dang it. I wasn't sure that would be giving it away too much. (laughs) Well, it was going to be one of three, which are in sync, the Backstreet Boys or New Kids on the Block. Yep. And since New Kids on the Block are probably out of the picture by then it was going to be between the two so uh, uh, made it too easy so they didn't make it in they're not actually they did there. not too much I mean, would they have been like the modal nodes like the band from the cantina they or were, something i think they were store they were supposed to be some kind of troop trooper that's like daniel craig being the stormtrooper in uh the force awakens that um oh, ray yeah. that ray um does the mind uh, control over strange that makes me happy all right question seven this is another, this is a name a lot of things, but I'm not going to time you. Okay. Um, I think you'll get them all though, because you're a good detail person. What are the names of the dire wolves given to the Stark children in Game Ooh. of Thrones? Okay. Lady. Mm-hmm. Summer. You can, name, you can name who's or who's if you want to. Uh, so Lady points. is Sansa's. Okay. Summer is Bran's. Shaggy Dog is Rickon's. Okay. Um, Arya's is, has a really cool name that I have come across so many other places that's currently... Oh, Nymeria. Okay. And Rob's... I don't know if I remember his. He gets murdered at the Red Wedding. And his head gets attached to his body. That's gross. What is his name? I don't remember. And you can throw Jon Snow's in too if you want to. Oh, He's yeah, sort of a storm child. <laughs> Protect ghost. Yeah, ghost. That's, that's the easy one. <laughs> yes. Well, is it? Because I forgot he was a Stark child. Well, you know, you know again, sort said. of kind half, of half Stark child. What is Rob's um uh, you, you, want, you want one more second to try to remember it? It's no, got a I color don't... in it. <sighs> nope, it's gone. Gray, gray Wind? Would not have. Nope. I have no recollection of that being his name. <laughs> Oh. Hey, hey, you got five out of six. 
All right, not so bad. Whew. All right, this is a kind of a Harry Potter question. Question eight. J.K. Rowling consulted on the Harry Potter films, but kept the plots of future books carefully secret. She did, however, let Alan Rickman in on a little piece of knowledge to help him inform his portrayal of Snape. What did she tell him? Oh, good question. I have a thought, but it might be too vague. Hmm. I'm just going to, my thought is that she told him that he was in love with Lily Evans. That's correct. In a tweet, she said that she told him what lies behind the word always. And I'm sure he would have done a great job if he didn't know that. But knowing that he knew that gives so much more nuance, I think, to his performance. All right, my question eight. And this one has bonuses if you want them. Ooh, yes. Always love bonuses. What is the name of the mountain that defeats the Fellowship of the Ring, forcing them to take the underground route through Moria? I just read this book, and I even read this part aloud on a trip with some friends, and I can't remember. remember wondering how to pronounce it and then just going for it. Uh, I keep on wanting to say Katahdin. That's a real mountain. You got Mount- the right first, first, first sound Kaz- correctly. Kazadim? Karadrian? That was closer. <laughs> the third one was closer. All right, what is it? Karadthras. Karadhras. C-A-R-A-D-H-R-A-S. Okay, so there's two other names for this mountain because everything is three oh. names in Tolkien. If, if, can you think of those? I don't think I know any of them. All right, so the, the, the common or, or you know the, the common tongue name is Redhorn. That's what Karadhras means. Oh, okay. Redhorn. And then they go up to the Redhorn Gate or they're trying to get to the Redhorn <clears throat> Gate. Yep, yep. And okay. then there's the, the dwarven or the dwarvish name is uh, Barazinbar. Oh my goodness. Okay. <clears throat> Question nine. This is about something we haven't really talked about in the podcast, but I know we're both big fans of. Question nine. Although I love the peaceful Midwestern setting for Stranger Things, the show was originally sold under a different name. Set on the East Coast in this coastal Long Island town plagued by real life rumors of a secret lab, psychic kids, and monsters. Wait, what, what are you asking for? The name, the name of the basically town? The name, the name of the town, which is also the name of the show, uh, Coastal Long Island yeah, Town. Yeah, I, has... I think it's Montauk. Yes. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. The monster. Very cool. Yeah. Which, when I was a little kid, I got, you know, I got the urban legend and I was really scared about going huh. to the beach for like a couple months. Oh, that's months. funny. I'm, I'm glad that they moved it to kind of Midwestern yeah, Indiana. Midwest. It's just yep. got a good, it's got a good vibe there. Very I don't cool. want to hate on Long Island, but I do. I like the setting of Indiana much better. I think they made a good choice there. And Montauk as a name for a, a show is like, eh. Yeah, it's like it doesn't doesn't say anything. Yeah, Stranger um, Things, awesome. All right. Question nine. In the Pixar film Inside Out, what are the five personified emotions? Ooh, ooh, okay. Joy, sadness, disgust, rage, and fear. Cool. I've got anger, but rage is close, oh, close yeah, enough. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's anger. named anger, but it's it, yeah, yeah. same thing. Shaped like yeah. a brick. Yeah, excellent. I saw an interesting, um, the only reason I have this off the top of my head so quickly is I saw an interesting graphic that had like each of them overlapping and what emotion that is. Oh, so yeah, like cool. fear plus anger equals hatred or um, mm, joy plus sadness equals nostalgia or something. It was... um. Kind of like the feelings wheel, but again, mm-hmm. personified with some of the characters from my one of my favorite films. 
All right, a couple more. Cool. All right, question 10. Did you know that one of the most beloved minigames in Zelda Ocarina of Time was invented by a guy slacking off at work? Game designer Kazuaki Morita was bored when making the boss of the Water Temple and entertained himself by designing this minigame instead. After it was discovered, the other designers were impressed enough to leave it in the game. Wow. So you're asking me for the minigame? For the name of the minigame. Interesting. Okay. A beloved minigame, at least okay. by me. There's there's one that is really frustrating, and it <laughs> might be the one you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's the <laughs> one where you have to let go the little mouse bombs to go through the thing. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. Okay. That was the one that jumped to mind. Okay. All right. Um, but now I'm just going to start naming the mini games in Ocarina of Time. Well, does it help if I say that he was designing the boss of the water temple? I guess you were saying he was designing the boss of the water temple, which is not the shadow link. It's, it's the one where that comes up out of the water and then smats, swats you with its tentacles. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a long time since I played this game. It's been a long time for me as well, but I remember the mini game because as a kid, I was not great at the temples, but I was I enjoyed the mini game a lot. Uh, I, I'm not sure what it is. Then it's been been too long. It is the fishing game. Really? Yep. It was wow. not originally part of the game, but um, he like kind of made it up and was goofing around with I it, spent and everyone a lot else was of time like fishing in that, yeah, <laughs> trying to goodness. catch the big one. To, thank to get goodness, the whatever you, you get like another heart or something like a do you get like think, a full yeah, get, heart if you get that big fish it's i don't like know a big, if i ever a, got that good i wasn't very good deal. at this game all right i missed that one good question all right i've got a star trek question mm. number 10 in star trek the next generation what is the name of the first ship commanded by captain picard oh no I, I have no idea. Just okay. Hints? Okay. Oh, the sure. ship was thought destroyed, and Picard was actually brought up on court martial charges because of that. Yep. Um, it is then found, it is then brought back on screen under the control of the Ferengi. Mm. And they're trying to use like this, this like mind device on Picard. It's an early, early season episode. Yeah. But it then there's not... a, then, then there's a model of it in his office for the rest of the series. Yep. And I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it. Ah, it's called The Stargazer. Oh, now I really need to rewatch TNG. It's been a long we time. We both missed question 10. <laughs> it's okay. We're getting back into it. All right. All right. This is another, I, I think, I guess a lot of mine kind of have like crossover themes. Okay, cool. Because I, I enjoy this. So question 11. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Princess Leia insults Han Solo. Little did she know that in our time, in our galaxy, a band by the same I know. <laughs> a going. band by the same name composed and performed the theme song for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What's the band's name? I'm just gonna give for a couple of seconds here for, for people to shout out. Yeah. It's called Nerf Herder. Yep. My yeah. husband got this one and he's not a big trivia fan, so I figured it's maybe easy, <laughs> but I didn't know that and it delighted me. That's good. That's a Nerf great herder. I love that. That's a great question. Is he a scruffy looking nerf cur- nerf herder? Who's scruffy looking? <laughs> I guess she I mean she probably insults him a lot off screen, but there's not a lot of that's the more memorable one mm-hmm. on screen. Mm-hmm. She calls certainly. him Laser Brain at one point too, which would also be a good name for a nineties band. That would be a great name. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Number eleven, continuing my theme of things that I think are funny. In Avengers Infinity War, 
What two creatures does Drax say must have had a baby to make Thor? You're going for a bunch of things I haven't rewatched in the last year, at least. I have a problem with Marvel movies, though, in that I kind of space out during them. It makes writing the podcast episodes very difficult. Again, I have no idea. Can I get a hint? It has to do with Thor's eye patch and the fact that he's very good looking. A pirate and a professional wrestler. I don't know. <laughs> An angel and a pirate. Angel and a pirate. Wow, that's that's some shade right there that's been thrown. I am sad like a, I didn't know that. Man. It's like an angel and a pirate had a baby. No. Nope. Because Quill is there like trying to be all, you know, buff and manly. Tough man. They're all like looking at Thor. All right. Okay. This is, a, I guess I have another more 90s themes here. All right. All right. We'll see if you, this one's too easy or way too difficult. It's more yep. like, I hope we learned something. <laughs> Question 12. It's clear that network executives at Fox weren't the sharpest tools in the shed when it comes to one of our favorite shows, Firefly, and completely misjudged the tone of the show, framing it as an offbeat comedy rather than as a space western. Just take the ad premiere, for example. In addition to describing the cast of characters as a sick shooting spaceman, a flying savant, a tough guy named Jane, cosmic hooker, and a girl in a box, the ad used the song Walking on the Sun from this popular 90s band. Ooh. I love Firefly, but yep. I didn't love it until after its run was already done because I was in college mm-hmm. when it aired. And I just had no time to watch TV. And you might not have loved it if you saw this ad because I found it on YouTube and it's horrible. Well, they also they also aired the show out of order. Yes. Um, which, what? Why would which, you ever do that, Fox? Walking and I'm and I don't know the band who sang uh-huh. "Walking on the Sun." Uh, I don't know the song at all. I, I don't have this one. It is the band Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Oh man, yeah. do I know the song? Is that do I just not know the the, the title of the song? Uh, it's got the only the song color. I know is like yeah. somebody. Bah, bah, bah. Is that this? That's not the song. No, no? it's not the same yeah. song. But there I did, I did, I did sprinkle in a clue at the beginning. I missed it when I was listening. Sorry. The, the, uh, the ad is awful, but it does have a song by Smash Mouth. It's not good. And they do skip over a lot of the great characters and use the phrase cosmic hooker, which is just so unfortunate. Yeah. And they only, the only thing they can say about Jane is that he's a tough guy named Jane. Tough guy named Jane. That's Jane horrible. Cobb. Anyway, very that's more of sad Firefly trivia. I didn't oh, find man. a lot of happy ouch. Firefly yeah. trivia. Yeah, ouch. All right, my number 12. Name, I have another name all five. <laughs> all right, um, I'm on for it. <laughs> name all five types of metallic dragon in fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh. Copper. That's all I know. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> name other things that are uh, metals. Uh, brass. Yep. Gold. Yep. Silver. Yep. Platinum? Nope. Nope, that's a god, platinum dragon. Bahamut, uh, platinum dragon. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. another metal? Um, bronze is the bronze. last Bronze. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. You got the whole medals of the Olympics in there. All right, you got four out of five. So, so, you, right, so you got dragons. five out of six of the wolves. You got four out of five <laughs> of those. You got all the emotions. Oh, it's my question. Yep, 13. <clears throat> Almost done. We're doing 15 total. 15 total. Oh, we probably should have said that up top so we knew what you were getting into. Question 13. Another kind of crossover one. 
In Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Rupert Grint admitted that he actually enjoyed the slug vomiting scene because the slime tasted nice. Too bad this wasn't the case for Game of Thrones actress Amelia Clark. In season one, Daenerys has to eat something gross and says that it tasted vaguely like bleach in addition to being so sticky she later got stuck to a toilet. What did she eat? What was the, what was it supposed to be, or what did she actually? Oh, um, what what was she supposed to be? What was the? Uh, oh, it's a horse heart. Yeah, it's a heart of a horse. Heart of a horse to strengthen the child inside her. And she had and, to eat it raw. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Which so you imagine it would be tough and stringy anyway, but they couldn't even make it taste good as a mm. prop. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's why she burned down King's Landing. <laughs> Because the production right, was, department she was traumatized. traumatized by the, the bleach horse heart. All Sticky right. bleach horse heart. All right, time for my Doctor Who question. Ooh, okay. In the Doctor Who episodes, The Human Nature and The Family of Blood, which companion looks after the doctor while he is hiding out as a school teacher in 1913 England? Clara. No. I don't remember the name of the, those ones. I'm just thinking of a, there was the one where he, where Matt Smith's doctor forgot who he was. Uh, it is, it is another forgetting is that, episode, but it's a David Tennant it's episode. A different, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. it's a David Tennant one. Um, His memory well, is in a pocket watch. So was it Rose then? Nope. Was, oh, you don't remember this episode at no, all. No, I then. do not. It's Martha Jones. Oh man, how did I forget Martha? She plays She's a, a maid. I remember this now. And okay. He's a schoolmaster. Yes. And at the end, there's that really, really poignant scene of the yep. young boys shooting at the aliens. And then you know that next year they're mm. going to be shooting in World, World War, War One. One. Yeah. I think I combined that episode in my brain because that's where he has like that love interest, right? The, yes, um, he does have a love interest in that episode. Yeah. I combined that with the, with the later episode. Wow. Also due for a rewatch of Doctor Who. Mm. Oh, Martha's the best. Martha does. Martha gets some gets a bad rap because she was only in one season. She was so good. All right, two more questions. Okay, for question fourteen. Here's another one from Firefly. The uniforms worn by the Alliance officers might look familiar to you if you watch a lot of sci-fi. That's because they were left over from this 1997 sci-fi film which was coincidentally the first R-rated movie I ever saw at the way too young age of eight. So. I think I know this. All right. Um, is it Starship Troopers? Yes, it is. Um, there was also other costumes that they reused, but I don't remember because I didn't, I didn't care about the properties as much. I just like the dress that Kaylee wears in the episode where she gets all fancy. It's very lovely. Makes me happy. Actually, the costumes in general, even if a lot of them were recycled, were were great in the in that show. Oh yeah, I had I had <clears throat> a major crush on Jewel State, the actor who plays Kaylee. Actually, I really had the crush on Kaylee. I, obviously, I don't know <laughs> Jewel State at all, but big old crush on Kaylee uh, on that show. She's incredible. I mean, they're all mm. okay. Getting a little nostalgic for Firefly here. Um, <laughs> all right, number fourteen. This one's probably easy, but it's a crossover. Hey, I did a Ooh, crossover question. There you go. In seasons one and two of Stranger Things, what are the two Dungeons and Dragons monsters that the boys use to name the big bads? Demogorgon. Mm-hmm. And that's the only one I can think of. That's season one. They, is it? Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, Mind Flare. There you got it. Yes. Demogorgon and Mind Flare. Mind Flare. Um, Mind Flare also goes by another name of, do you know? Do you know the actual name for the Mind Um, Flayers? Ithalid. Close, Illithid. Illithid. Illithid, yes. There we go. There you go. Well done. They've got all these tentacly (sighs) kind of things on their faces. This is my last question. This is your last question, and it's a timing one as well. So we're going to give you all time to answer. Okay. Dear audience, question 15. We all know that Hufflepuff House is criminally underrated and underrepresented. J.K. Rowling wishes she was a Hufflepuff. To honor this most excellent of houses, you have 20 seconds to name as many of these hardworking, justice-loving, loyal folks as you possibly can, Uh, starting now. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Oh, geez. Time is up. Oh, man. I'm not as good at this as I am at as MCU movies. <laughs> I got a few, but I don't. Right. And what I guessed on a with? couple. All right. I've got Ernie McMillan. I've got Susan Bones. Nice. Yes. I've got Justin Finch-Fletchley. Mm-hmm. Cedric Diggory. Mm-hmm. Newt Scamander. Awesome. I assume Professor Sprout. <laughs> I, would I, hope so. I wrote her down, but I don't know if, she, if we know her house. Yeah, but she's we do. the she's the head of Hufflepuff, so I assume that she is a Hufflepuff. I think it. Yeah, I think you kind of have to be. And then I don't know if I'm right about this one, but I wrote down Hagrid. Is he Hufflepuff? Hag- Hagrid was a Gryffindor. He was a Gryffindor. I believe. Okay. Ah, I thought that maybe because of his though. love for creatures, he was a he was a Hufflepuff. Well, Hufflepuff is kind of like everybody. Kind of, we're all we all should aspire to be Hufflepuffs. That's all I got. Who who other are there other major characters that I missed? Um, the fat fryer. Okay, sure. The Hufflepuff ghost. Um, I guess apparently Newt's brother Theseus, but I don't know how you, anyone would know that. I only found that when I looked him up. Okay. Here's a famous one: Nymphadora Tonks. Oh, Tonks, member is a of the That's Order. Cool. Sure, okay. Less well-known people. There's a Quidditch player named Cadwell Adder. Who cares? Yeah, just just people that are like on the Quidditch yeah. team. Yeah. Hannah Abbott. Oh, I missed Hannah Abbott. Um, That's why I should have gotten her. Good. Um, there's Ugh. a woman, there's a girl named Rose Zeller. Oh, there's the irritating Zachariah Smith. Oh, I should have gotten him too. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you the last one because I think we find out in Cursed Child. And I haven't seen only, that yet. So. We only okay. see, we see We're him in the, um, in the post, the epilogue okay. scene. Well, I think, oh, so then real world people, me, apparently Deadpool is a Hufflepuff. There's a scene of him in the comic books wearing uh-huh. Hufflepuff robes. There you go. And the actor who plays Newt Scamander is a self-professed Hufflepuff. Oh, Eddie Redmayne. He produced a PSA saying that we should be nicer to Hufflepuffs because they're great. I do like Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> My last question. This is also a name as many as you can, but I'm, I'm not going to time you again. Which of the Chronicles of Narnia feature the characters of Edmund and Lucy? <clears throat> Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, the last one, what the heck is that one called? Um, The Last Battle. Mm -hmm. I don't think, are they in The Horse and His Boy? I don't know if they are. They're probably not in Magician's Nephew. The one, oh, Prince Caspian's the one with their annoying cousin who gets turned into a dragon. Nope. No? Wait, what was that one then? 
Oh no, Narnia seems like a long time ago. You got three out of five. Okay, they're in five, all right, all right. They're in five out of the seven. So they're not in Horse and His Boy, probably, and they're not in Magician's Nephew, if I had to guess. But I can't well, remember the names close. of the other ones. Yeah, you're close. You're one off. All right, so nope. they're, they are they are Help. in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. They are main characters in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, yes. Prince Caspian, and The Voyage of the Don Treader. Oh, Don Treader. <sighs> then they are in The Last Battle. Yep. And they are older versions of themselves as the king and queen of Narnia in The Horse and His Boy. Oh, okay. They're adults in that right. one. They're not main characters. They, Before they show then up, they though. go back to the Before real world. Before they go back to the real world, yep. And have to be children again, which, whew. Weird. Super Interesting. Weird. Okay. Yeah. That was a great question. Yay. We did it. 30 oh, trivia questions. Well, that was a lot of fun. I hope hope you, uh, gentle listener, enjoyed that. And um, maybe you got some of the ones that, that Carrie and I missed. We did pretty well, though, I, I think. Yeah, it was o- a good overall, over overall. 50%, I'd say. Um, that's the end of our second season of the podcast for Nerdy Christians. Uh, we will be back at some point in the nearish future. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, as well as uh, hopefully I'm bringing some of our friends and acquaintances on the show to talk about various things that they that they find uh, interesting, where we can combine our nerdiness and our theological imaginations. You want to say anything else before we wrap it up? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm shot after this trivia. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> go take a nap. All right. <laughs> well, I will see you off. tonight, Carrie, for the That's second right. part of our uh, D&D game with our spouses. Um, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast for Nerdy Christians. You can find us at nerdychristians.com or on social media, facebook.com slash nerdychristians and on Twitter at nerdychristians. You can find me on Twitter at RevAdamThomas or on my website, wherethewind.com. Check out my new fantasy novel, The Islands of Shattered Glass on Amazon. You can always find both Carrie and me right here on the next season of the podcast for Nerdy Christians. May God, who counts the stars in the sky, tracks the fall of a sparrow and numbers the hairs on your head, whose thoughts are greater than all the grains of sand, who has searched you out and knows you, bless you and keep you, as you seek to pursue knowledge that delights and enriches you, this day and always. Amen. Amen.